Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey y'all, what's going on?、Uh, we, have, we are here for episode 91. Uh, this was you know, not too long, a bit of a shorter, condensed episode.、Uh, just two, two topics one political, one racial.、Um, the first one I get actually hit me a bit in an unexpected way, and it kind of a little bit derailed the podcast. So, my apologies for that. But、um, talking through the topic、uh, made me see it in a different light that really、um, hit home in a way I wasn't expecting. So, sorry I get a little bit personal, a little, a little bit within the podcast, but so bear with me. And the other topic is again, that,、uh, some residual emotion kind of came out. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't crying or anything like that, but you know, a little bit of a theory kind of could come out.、Um, not too crazy, but yeah, you'll, you'll hear it. But anyway,、um, go ahead and enjoy that. And, You know, I, I would say this is a bit of a darker episode, if you will, you know,、um, because of the racial shit, economic shit. But, you know, living, like I said, Japan is not a land of, you know, milk and fucking roses, man. Like, it's just real out here in a lot of different ways. So, this episode, I guess you'll kind of hear some of that. But still, enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's episode 91 of Japan According to Akio. I'm back in this thing.、Uh, got a beer in my hand this time. Yay.、Mm-hmm. Drinking a Sapporo.、Uh, black label, if you will.、Uh, just hanging out, hanging out, getting ready to do some work.、Um, said I, got, I got some recording to do. So I thought I'd record this for you、um, a bit early, earlier than normal. Uh, getting close to midnight, so I'm gonna kind of run through a few things. Not gonna be as long as the previous podcast, which I really enjoyed recording and listening to. Hope you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> you know, thinking back on some old stories and things like that. That was a really nice trip down memory lane. Might have to do it sometime again in the future.、Mm, probably not、um, in terms of my love life, but you know, find something that, that will be. Entertaining for, for you all、um, somewhere down the line as it comes up.、Um, anyway, I want to get straight into everything tonight.、Uh, it's not, again, I only have two, two quick articles for you guys that I'm going to expand on. I'm going to get out of here, right?、Um, both of these are not the most, what's the word? Fun, bright, positive stories, if you will. Um, they are, yeah, a, 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 a little bit reaching into like the darker side of life in Japan. A few t- one, one of them is something I touched on in a previous episode, and we're, and we're just going to expand on it a bit. Not too much, just because I don't want to dwell on those kind of things. But then again, on second thought, you, never, you know how this podcast goes. If you're a regular listener, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be talking about. So we'll just wing it and we'll see what, what comes out, right? Mm hmm. All right, so let's get into it. So, the first one is something, a story that broke several days ago, and I haven't seen it on Japanese TV. I, again, I don't really watch that much Japanese TV.、Um, 
I imagine it might have been an issue on uh, daytime TV shows, like talk shows and stuff like that. I haven't seen it in primetime, which for me, I was talking with a coworker about it. It's just, it, it also is too very telling of life here in Japan. So, um, it's more racial shit. <laughs> Sorry, but mm. the story is, and the, the article that I'm referencing is uh, the a Japan Times article entitled "Japanese Comedians Apologize for Racist Joke About Naomi Osaka Needing Bleach." Again, if you just type in Japanese comedians, Naomi Osaka Bleach, it'll come up. But again, the title is Japanese Comedians Apologize for Racist Joke About Naomi Osaka Needing Bleach. It is kind of what it sounds like. Um, I read through the article uh, a few days ago, and I was trying to find the comedy duos, like what the actual footage of what, what they said, but I couldn't find it. But according to the article, pretty much like... A comedy duo in some form. I, I'm I, I can't remember exactly where. I, I'm not gonna lie. I skimmed the article. Let me not lie. I didn't read through the whole thing carefully. I just skimmed it because I can kind of get the gist of what was happening. But but basically, they were in one of their jokes. I guess somehow alluded to Naomi Osaka needing to be bleached because she was too tan, if you will. I know completely racist race. Raci- uh, racially insensitive joke. I won't call it racist. I'll call it a racially insensitive joke. And if you remember, um, back when I did the um, the episode about blackface, the blackface uh, situation that went on about a year or so ago, uh, that's kind of how I described it as well. Not really racist, but just race, extremely racially insensitive. And I was thinking about, I was thinking about it, like you know, a few minutes ago, a little, a little while ago about how I would approach this again this time. You know, because, um, again, please don't take it as me making excuses for Japanese people. Well, they're just being Japanese. If you listen to the episode before um, before with the blackface incident, I did. I said the exact same thing. I'm not making excuses for this shit, but I want to kind of put this behavior in context because, again, from, from my perspective, I want to put it in... But no, fuck that. I want to put it in context because... Um, it's not just my own individual opinion. I think it is a very important thing. Like that type of joke being said here in Japan versus that type of joke being said in America go completely different ways, right? Um, and like I was thinking about how I would I would talk about this a little while ago, and what it kind of struck me that. You know, um, basically living in Japan, this this incident reminded me, again, brought it to the forefront of my mind, that the Japanese society is kind of a a really fucking conundrum, an oxymoron in some kind of ways. I'm using big-ass words, but basically, you know, it's, it can be asked backwards in, in a few different ways. Like, Japanese people give each other lots of space, especially in the Tokyo area give each other lots of space, lots of wiggle room. They're not really fucking with each other at all. But at the same time, Japanese people don't have any sense of per- per- personal space on a lot of levels. Again, I'm, I'm generalizing completely, but in my experience, it is kind of these two kind of diametrically opposed things that somehow work 
together to create some awkward ass social shit sometimes, you know, social situations. And this is one of the situations I'm talking about. Like, and what I mean by that is like, there's a certain distance that you'll feel, especially in the Tokyo area between people, right? Um, that personal space, no sudden movements, not really intruding on someone's like area atmosphere, you know, needs, wants, whatever, you know, imposing yourself. If you listen to me talk about the concept of freedom here, that, you know, disturbing the peace, if you will. Uh, like, <laughs> like, I don't mean to take make light of the situation, but, um, yeah, not really disturbing the peace, if you will, uh, when, when their interactions with other people. But at the same time, though, when you go, like, a level deeper in here in Japan, like, there's no filter, man. It just goes raw. Like, and I, I find, like, you know, myself in situations hearing about or seeing situations where I'm like, yo, if that was America, like, if that was me, I'm not letting you do that shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, as far as just people all, you know, what's the word? Like, you know, body contact or things people say to each other or, you know, it, it, it can get very in your face once people are feel like they're they're comfortable in opening up to people. And I, I would, I'm just completely speculating that might be just because everything is so closed off and so distant that that barometer of what is okay and what isn't gets lost in Japanese society a lot of times. And people just go from zero to a hundred and that's it on a lot of things. And they, and you know, um, this Naomi Osaka situation is one situation where people who are not, I'd say, you know, more open-minded, more aware, have more experience with people that are not Japanese. Well, no, fuck. I mean, she is Japanese, right? Fuck that. She is Japanese, but Excuse me, let me retract, rephrase that. Who are people who are not aware of the world as it exists outside of their own personal bubble? Not even in Japan as a whole, but on their own personal bubble, their own corner of Japan. Shit like this tends to happen, you know, and um, it's infuriating living here. I mean, it's not even infuriating anymore because I've been here so long. It's just like, it's just like, you shake your head type shit. It's just like a dumbass kid who, you know, burns their head on the, burns their hand on the stove after like, and you keep watching them do it like every fucking day. You know, like a kid, the clumsy like doofus in class who's like always dropping their books and fall, you know, like tripping all over the steps every day. It's like, come on, man. Can't you just get this shit together? Like, just pay fucking attention. Just, 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 you know what I'm saying? And you know they won't listen. And no matter how much you try to, like, talk to them about it, nothing changes. And you just, like, hope that puberty will hit and they'll grow out of this shit, this awkward-ass phase. And that's kind of when, what I feel like when shit like this happens, like, living here. It's just like, come on, you guys. Like, why do I have to explain this to you? Or even if I do explain it, you're not going to understand. And you're not, you know, like, it's just like, come on. Like, and and it can't, honestly, it's not angering. It's just frustrating because it's what, and I talked about this before 
when when the Naomi Osaka thing, the, the whitewashing episode, if you go back and listen to, I think Naomi Osaka gets whitewashed about 20, 15, 20 episodes ago, this is the exact same shit that I was talking about, you know, like hoping that um, the, whatchamacallit, like a person that she can be accepted in Japanese society as being Japanese outside of the realm of just playing tennis, sports and entertainment, right? And here is in, in Japan now, in America, sports and entertainment. In Japan, it's just sports, you know, and, and it's just like, yo, I can't even imagine how she feels about, you know, Japan. Like, I would be very conflicted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I can be like a cold motherfucker, though, but... You know, like the pl- the place where you're born, and people are like, you know, cracking really, really fucked up jokes about you. You know, when you, when you're like basically at the same time, like everyone's telling you how you represent that country, and no one else is is not really an upstorm or uproar or people. It seems like it really you got swept under the rug, which things like this happen. You know. Um, things like this do. It, it, I didn't see it on primetime news. I didn't see it read about it in like all the major newspapers. It got picked up in like other publications. I sent my wife like a um, Japanese version of like BBC News, um, yeah, BBC News, you know, but um, like a BBC article. But I didn't see it like sprawled all over the place as like a headline or anything like that. And I didn't see any press conferences with these. See, I was about to, I was about to get all derogatory, you know, um, with these people, um, like bowing at a press conference and apologizing and tearful. I didn't see none of that shit, and it is it, just like, you know, my I got a kid who I mean, it kind of hits close to home because I have a son who is in who I can relate to Naomi Osaka's situation, you know, and actually me talking about this now makes it hit home even more that yo, like shit like that will make me flip out on a motherfucker if some shit like that happens to my son. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's when the hood gonna come out. Like I I mean I'm not trying to get all worked up about this, but like I, you know, the even me, like, before, I'm not even going to lie, like, before I started talking about this, I got, and I got to, like, take a step back, because before I started talking about this, I was just talking about this from a, a feeling of from her, but just a second ago, me actually referencing that to my son, that put it in a whole different context for me, and made, you know, I'm so sure you could hear it, like, you know, um something that makes me I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm trying to walk this back like walk walk myself back emotionally because you know I kind of some shit was about to <laughs> some shit I was about to let some shit fly you know that I had to that I really don't want to you know but um but yeah I just it's just that's not cool and that's not the um the type of environment that I think needs see you see I'm sorry sorry I got completely thrown off like a second ago my bad like but I mean that's that's what it's like living here man um that's one of the parts that's living here it can be that that like uh, 
a kind of shit that nobody else will see except for like foreign people. Like, you know, you can talk to a few people about it, but Japan as a whole is just like the beat goes on. You know, the ant colony keeps rolling. The beehive keeps marching. And it's just like, come on, you guys. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, um, and, and, it can, and honestly, that's why some people get bitter about living here. And, and, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it, you know, I'm, I'm not like all broken up about this. For me, I'm more disappointed at the fact that I'm just disappointed about this situation. You know what I'm saying? The fact that it's not infuriating, the fact that it's not angering me, the fact that it's not like, not like it's to be expected, but it's not like shocking and up. Some people, yeah, are, are like up in arms about it and stuff like that, but it's just like, you know, some people in this country just don't get it. And not, and, and it's more frustrating that people aren't racist it's just that they're so insensitive that racist shit comes out you know and it would be easier if there were racist people because then it could be a direct conflict it could be a dialogue there could be something to overcome but fighting just blind ignorance is a, a, a tougher task than you know going up against an opposing side so that's that's how it is sometimes here um and you got to have tough skin like you really do, and um, uh, you know, knock on wood, I never have to have um those type of conversations with my son, uh, and and well, no, no, fuck that, I probably will have to have these conversations with my son, like to address that issue, um, and you know, like with with my my family as well, just to get everyone in line on on an understanding. Yeah, just come to think of it, actually, I need to share that article with my mother-in-law as well. I only shared it with my wife. I need to share it with my mother-in-law as well to kind of let her under... I mean, she's more of like, oh, no, kind of personality, but but I, I kind of need to keep everyone in line with what the fuck is going on so that... Now that I'm thinking, now I'm talking to you guys, thank you for helping me walk, uh, t you know, think through this, but it's important. And, yeah, it's... I don't know. Sorry, sorry. That 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 topic went off the rails a little bit because as I started talking about it, it kind of hit a little bit closer to home than I thought it would. Um, especially thinking, just thinking about my son and how, you know, those type of issues might be things he might have to deal with. Like, you know, if you see me on the news rolling up on school, choking, you know, yanking the little motherfucker up, like that's what it was. So I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. Anyway. Anyway, um, mm. the second article I got is something, some news that I don't know if it just broke today, but it's um, a Japan Today article, ironically. And uh, the title is Kansai, K A N S A I, Electric Top Executive Received 320 Million Yen. In payoffs from local official, and I was just watching shit on the news, like um, when I got out the shower, when I got out the bath, and it was kind of like, what the fuck? And I mean, it, it's kind of like a funny story to me, just because like the nature of how things happen here, and it's like, oops, kind of thing. 
But basically, how it was broken down in Japanese news, I I, I, re- I skimmed through most of this article just to um get more details that went over my head from watching the, uh, watching on the news. Was basically what happened was from 2011, um, some top executives in the Kansai Electronic Corporation, Electric Corporation, who does nuclear power and shit like that for Kansai area, they received like 320 million, which is about 3.2 million US dollars, 20 people, you know, over the course of like seven years, just basically getting kickbacks from a local official, probably some big wig with money. I'm not really quite sure exactly who this person is, but. Of course, the person who gave the money died. Um, I mean, not like mysteriously, like, you know, getting pushed off a bridge or something like that. Like, he's like a 90-year-old, you know, dude um, and probably like a, you know, a mover and shaker and who who died. And so, of course, this story comes out after the guy's dead. Trust me, that's not coincidence, right? Like, <laughs> that's not a coincidence at all. Um, and... Apparently, the the people who were um, under investigation and whatnot um, were, like, from, I think, the beginning of this year, you know, the investigation started, and uh, whatchamacallit, they started trying to give money back and things like that. Now, in America, if this was America, as soon as the investigation is up, as soon as the shit's going on, (coughs) it's going to be breaking news. It's going to be a leak. It's going to be breaking news. But the investigation started at the beginning of this year, and this story is just breaking now in, like, damn near October. There's a huge time lag there. I think this guy, he died in March. There's even, like, a, a bigger time lag, which basically, from my side, going and living here for so long, it means that before the, before the story was leaked, they cleaned up everything nice and tidy so that, like, it's a it's a wrap on the story. You know what I'm saying? The guy's dead. They're giving the money back. It's being resolved. We're sorry. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Japanese people can grumble and complain, but no one's getting fired. Like, like maybe some people might get, I don't know. Like, but I, yeah, people might retire or do some self-inflicted punishment. But, you know, no one's going to jail, put it like that. And the main dude who would go to jail was, was, is dead. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the dude who gave the money. And the people were basically saying, um, like, why didn't you give the money back? And they were basically saying it's difficult, you know, it would be kind of tough to forcefully give the money back, and it would make our business a little bit more difficult. So basically what was, was it, what, by, by saying that, what the guy was saying was he was giving us the money as a gift. He, we were new in the company. He was like, yo, here you go, bloop, bloop, broke us off some bread, you know, as a kickback from the money. It's kind of like a big, they showed a chart in the news, pretty much like the company Gay have contracts, a lot of big contracts to, I think, a local power plant or something like that, which paid this individual dude. And this dude, you know, I guess he got a lot of bread from that, gave some kickbacks to the executives. Hey, good looking. Here you go. Good job. Pat him on the butt. Keep, you know, get out there and get him. And basically they were saying to, it, it it's kind of alluded to it will be disrespectful to uh, and make their business relationship difficult to be like nah I can't take that you know because that's Japan works on a really like kind of behind the scenes old boys network handshake kind of thing and and 
things get handled behind the scenes before they're done in public. Anything that happens in public, like a big announcement, has already been agreed to behind the scenes in Japan. And and this is kind of like how the shadier side and how this shit works. It's just a bunch of like powerful old men, you know, in some like, you know, um, traditional ass like bar or something, making deals behind under the table and behind the scenes and passing each other like fucking big stacks of cash like that's what happens here and it's fucking ridiculous like sorry you can see i'm still all worked up from the previous topic but and i just had to laugh because the big key thing here is like the dude who is at the center of this passed away already and i think they asked like one of the people like yo why did that, that, that happen? He was like, oh, fuck, I don't know if you got to talk. You, should, you need to talk to the guy who gave us the money. <laughs> Basically, he's dead. You can't, it's impossible. You know, and there's like, they were saying, yeah, we'll look into it. Yeah, we'll investigate it, whatever. But a lot of time, a lot of shit like this, you'll hear like, we'll investigate it. We'll look into it, which means like, we'll just kind of sweep it under, under the table until everyone forgets about it. Like that, that's kind of how things go because in Japan, like, you know, Having everything smoothed over is the better way to do things. And, excuse me, this uh, story is, I think, a really n- another example of showing you how things really work b- behind the scenes here. And you might be thinking, yeah, I'm trying to get in that action. No, you're not happening. It's not happening at all. Like, because it's really like old boys network in Japan, you know, like no women. You know, no foreign people, no outsiders. They had to know each other. They got to know your family. And that's kind of how it flows. Like, I've, I've gotten, with with my job, I can get a little peek into, into how some of these things work on a smaller scale. And it is kind of like that. Like, again, as an outsider, I get a little peek, you know, behind the curtain. And I'm like, okay, that's how you guys move and shake and do things and talk and stuff like that. And it really is a delicate dance of like, you know, dinners and conversations and, you know, so what do you think and what are you going to do? I don't know. In space, let's talk and wait, wait for... It's a chess. They're just playing with chess with each other like the whole fucking time. Um, And for me, I'll just end on this note. This type of shit is what really holds the Japanese economy down. In the past, is what held the economy together, from what I can gather. Like, you know, especially post-war. Like, if you go back to feudal times in Japan, warlords, you know, daimyo, like, the the, the, the feudal class in Japan was really tight-knit, and, and that's what kind of held the country together, or allowed it to come together, I should say, especially after the Warring States period, right? And, you know... Um, pre-World War II, and then post-World War II as well. You had, like, tycoons and business magnates, you know. It changed from more, like, you know, bureaucrats to business magnates, if you will, um, really sewing the country together uh, under the umbrella of the of the government. They kind of went hand-in-hand and working together behind the scenes, you know, make, making money, keeping it in the families and whatever, building in for the quote-unquote good of the country, if you will. Like, these guys got rich, by supervising, you know, and coordinating, like, big projects, especially it's a lot in construction and shit like that, um, power, you know, energy, stuff like that, um, and, and for 
on the surface would be the good of the country, but also while lining the fucking pockets. Like, let's be real with it. But now that we're moving into like the internet age and more of a uh, age of globalism and competition, for me, the way I see it, this is the shit that's sl- slowing the country down, and what you know, and what is eventually going to lead to some really big shocks in the economy sometime because things are so slow, so bloated, run by like you know old motherfuckers like giving each other like hundreds of thousands of dollars to you know influence the budget of like big shit that. You know what I'm saying? It has an impact on the country as a whole. Like, and they have vested interests. Like, one of the main people, like, he fucking hates this type of shit. He's like, you're fucking bureaucrats and a goddamn vested interest. Like, and, and this is the type of shit that he's talking about. So, because of this type of shit, from the way I see, is why Japan is losing ground with a lot of countries in the Western world, rest of the world. Because the competition has caught up. And because Japan is more of a tradition, you know, based country, people don't want to change. And, you know, until they're, like I said, I say it all the time, until they're forced to change. Until Japan is really forced to change. So, um, again, I'm looking forward to that day, like, because to see, I will not shed a tear to see these guys get their come up, come uppins, if you will. Um, of course, I'm sorry, there'll be a lot of pain spread out across the board in my opinion again i don't want to be mr doom and gloom until like i students sometimes i talk about this and i see their face change like shit you know but i'm like before things get better and you know there's a fundamental change for the better it's going to be some necessary pain at some point again like i said before might be two weeks might be two years might be 20 years i don't fucking know but i believe and i know in my gut of guts that it's going to happen sometimes so e E. Until then, I'm drinking a beer and just doing my thing, you know. But, all right, let me get out of here. Again, my apologies for getting all deep and, and, and a little bit emotional. You all worked up about it. It kind of threw off the flow of this episode, but it's real shit, man. That really kind of hit a point in, in, in me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but next time, I'll, I'll try to, you know, be a little bit more lighthearted. And um, something's coming up next week. Ah, no, no, it's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be recording more on a regular schedule. So, all right, y'all. I'll talk to you later. Got some shit to do. Holla at you. Peace. <laughs>